Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who've had enough of this shit. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi to Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 488. The Detroit Lions season begins in Kansas City. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for everything cool everywhere. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jeff, the Riz Risden. How you doing, brother? I am doing great, man. It is, we got football. We had college football over the weekend. Real, actual football. So we're going to get some draft stuff done. And now we are three in three nights, three Three, what is that, 72 hours from now, we will be watching the Detroit Lions play a meaningful football game in Kansas City against the defending Super Bowl champs. Life Hmm. is good, my friend. Ah, football, college football. Made some big money on Texas State over Baylor over the weekend. I took Florida State. I, I, I came out. I came out much to the plus this weekend. So, yes, I love football. Football is back. Not just gambling, but football is back. I'm loving it. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about in the land of the Detroit Lions. Let's get to this today's show. We're going to kick off with warm ups like we do. We're going to do our final roster cut down announcement or conversation because uh, it it cut down last week and it got to the, the final point last week. But it's evolved for the first game. So we'll have you covered on that. We will talk about Isaiah bugs. We'll give you the coverage from the inside out. Like we like to do. Um, we will do some predictions. It's prediction time. We have some big ones. We'll talk about. We'll also do a lions and chiefs preview and a whole lot more. Mr. Riston, are you ready to go? My friend, it is a great show this evening. We're going to have a great show, Chris. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Ooh, always feels good. Thank you, Glenn Phelps, for the subscribe. Appreciate that. Hit the subscribe button if you would, the like button, all that stuff, all the five stars on the audio, all that stuff. Well, I'll let people know that you love us because we love you. All right, here we go. My, one of my props fell down. <laughs> Get I you. have a training camp helmet with the new one. It's not there anymore. I don't know where it went. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone get your DLP bingo card from the Slack. It's the best place to go. Uh, also, uh, want to say, don't worry on the audio podcast. We're changing the logo next week or so. Don't get lost. Don't get afraid. It'll be okay. If you're an audio listener, the, 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 the logo will change, but everything else stays the same. Uh, also Detroit lions podcast is the season for St. Jude donate. Now you see it down in the bottom there with the topics are St. Jude.org slash DLP. Um, help us out trying to get to 50 grand for the season, uh, raise some money for St. Jude as we do yearly this one is a entire season uh when the lions win like they're going to this year 
and they take it all the way, we want to make sure that we do some good stuff with that as well. So we'll, we'll talk about that more as we go on. Uh, Riz, are you ready to get into it? Let's uh, let's do our warm ups here. Warm the things up. Get yeah, the show ready. Let our folks gather. In so the, uh, I, I got to give people a warning. People who are watching this live, I am involved in a fantasy football draft right now. Uh, and my turn comes up every periodically. So if you see me like staring like blankly, I'm actually looking at who I'm going to pick. Um, I actually just picked Mike <laughs> Evans, believe it or not. How, how topical. Um, in fact, it's my turn now. I'm going to. All right. Yeah. All right. Give me a sec here. Yep. Okay. You do oh, your thing. Oh. We'll talk about Mike Evans first off. We're going to drive right into the rumors, the uh, the, the crazy uh, stuff that people are looking for. Um, All right. Mike Evans. Florida, my first Mike Evans to the Lions. Big rumor out there. Is it going to happen? Well, the first thing I want folks to know is Mike Evans is giving the Bucks until the 9th of September to get that offer in hand and make a, a good, a good, uh, a good offer and uh, good you know, progress and negotiations. If that doesn't happen, then things move forward. I guarantee even if conversations are happening elsewhere uh, with Mike Evans agent, He's telling teams that if any of this leaks, you will not be in the running for the Mike Evans lottery, <laughs> period. Because Mike Evans, I'll tell you right now, loves Tampa, absolutely loves yes, the city, does. loves the people, does a lot of charitable work, and he loves the team. Uh, the downside is the guy's clicking on 30, and he he hasn't got paid. The last time he got a contract was in 2017 before the big inflationary cycle around wide receivers. He wants to get paid. He deserves to get paid. The guy's given everything he's got. But in Tampa, you have a team who is in about a two year turnaround of trying to get things back up from paying off Brady and everything else. Are they going to pay a 30 year old wide receiver? Big, big ducats. And I don't think they will Riz. I don't either. Um, first off, this is one of the reasons why you don't see players signing long-term contracts anymore. They're learning. They learned it the hard way. You lock yourself in, the market goes up. You're Chris Jones is having the same issue. He got paid too early. He's got to go back now and, and try to get more money now. Well, they've already committed a whole heap of money to him, but it's not the heap of money that he wants anymore. That That's why you're seeing more and more guys doing what C.J. Gardner-Johnson did what a lot of players are doing and signing one or two year contracts only so they can get more contracts more often. So they keep up with the inflationary and, and you know, all the, the new TV contracts and the, the salary cap going up They're They're left behind if they lock themselves in too long. And mm-hmm. uh, Mike Evans is, is on the wrong end of that. This you're going to see that become a very big theme over the next few years in the NFL. And we're going to, we're going to have we're going to be talking about it with Panay Sewell, with Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, and people are going to wonder, why did they only sign him for two years? Well, that's that's all the players want anymore. They do not want six-year, $150 million contracts anymore because six years from now, the cap will have gone so much that you're you're locked in at a below market rate. Yep. Um, that, that's the reality of the NFL today. Give, give Kirk Cousins credit. He figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He did. I'll also say he really did. You'll have to look at some of the things as you think about these states, you know, inflationary pressure is hitting, you know, states as well. And you're going to you're going to see a situation where they're clawing for taxes right now. You know, the the law is where you make your primary income, whether you live there or not, is where you're going to pay taxes. So if you play in Detroit, you're paying Detroit 
Michigan taxes. Doesn't matter if you live in, in, in Florida, the the other 96 months a year. Um, it's just, it's the way it is. And they're going to, and they're going to get a lot more, a lot more ugly about who's getting how much money at the state level. It's going to get more complicated. Those things about, um, living and and working in different places are going to be harder for players to play out. So just think about those percentage differences, because that's going to be a, uh, a big thing that these players look at Mike Evans right now, zero, zero state taxes, zero in Florida. And also, I don't know if you have kids, but you get free college tuition here. too. Um, I don't think he's that old because I, he's what he's 30. So he probably doesn't have college age kids yet. I'm going to guess. Yeah. 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 So the things that I heard out of Tampa are, they don't want to get rid of him. He doesn't want to leave, but it doesn't sound like they're real keen on paying him his fair market value because they're a team that I think they've embraced the reality of the situation that they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl anytime soon. And paying a 30-year-old receiver who's been he's been phenomenal, he's been one of the most consistent forces in NFL history at the position in terms of his steady production. I don't think that a lot of he gets the the credit for that a lot because some of it is the fact that he played with Tom Brady for a little bit. Some of it's the fact that he played like the Bucks. The Bucks were being a, a team that's been pretty good for a while. They're kind of like anonymous too. Like they they don't get the national. It's weird that they don't get that. Um, but you know that's that's you know he's he's really good and he everything was... that I've heard, let me let me put this on you, Chris, because I know you live in Tampa. And I know you know some of the same people that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've heard is that if they're one and five or two and four going into the trade deadline, that's when they're looking to move him yep. and not beforehand and not giving him any money or anything like that beforehand. So we're, we've all, you know, we've all done the, you know, 19 inches of fame and glory is, is gone already. It's, it's spent. You got to, you got to get your refractory period and get back at it. And because the trade job. deadline is Halloween. Yep. Um, maybe he'll be putting on a Detroit Lions costume then, but not until then. And don't expect him to be anywhere else until then. Yeah, and that, that comes from that comes from multiple Tampa Bay people. That's not even taking the Detroit side of things. I can't see him donning a, a Lions uniform before he plays Tampa. That's for sure. Uh, I just don't see them some, them making that happen. So it's it is what it is. The thing that really is interesting to me about Mike Evans and, and the Lions is the people that I generally talk to are not talking at all, which is out of character. I'll get a yes or no or uh, maybe yeah. or things are crazy. We're working on it. This is like, there's an, there is an absolute order. And I think part of it may be with uh there's no conversation before the ninth because of his connections with Tampa again, pure speculation, but the, Answers I'm getting to direct questions are different than answers to similar questions in the past. Completely different. So I find that interesting. Uh, Mike Evans would be a hell of an addition to the Detroit Lions, man. He's just that exact player is this kind of where I feel like the gap is. I mean, think, think about it. I mean, Jamo. or Jamo. Sorry. You get Jamo. I know you get Jamo. You got Evans, you got Amon-Ra, you got Laporta, you got Gibbs. Oh, who can catch the ball? You got Khalif, yeah. right? I mean, there's you have weapons that can do just about anything, and it's like pick your poison, defense. Pick your poison. And the thing with Evans is, is that his size and speed give him a dimension that they don't really have. Like Josh Reynolds is sort of that guy, but he's not Mike Evans. Like oh. a six, legit 6'5 six, guy. Um, I've actually played basketball against his little brother when I lived in Texas. He's from Galveston. I used to play at the 24-hour fitness in, in League City. Shout out to you, Damon. Um, they're, uh, 
that he's he's legit, man. He can get up. He can make contested catches. He can get open. He can be an asset in the red zone. If you ever watched him at Texas A&M, he still does it now for Tampa. He is so good at working an interplay with a slot receiver who knows what's what to do. Guess who the Lions have as a slot receiver? Perhaps the best in the league, and I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yep. You don't think that they couldn't find a way to, to make that work? You know, going inside, outside, layered. That like he would be phenomenal. Yep. I don't, I don't want to get too excited about it because again, I, I, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think anything's imminent at all from any end. And then you're going to get into a bidding war with an NFC team that that you're playing. <laughs> like if they get a quarter, if they get a quarterback sooner or later, they they could actually be pretty good. Yep. I, I don't think they're good this year, but I do think that they have some chances. I have to make a draft pick here. Go ahead. One second. Yep. So that's 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 okay. an interesting stuff. Um, I'd be concerned. Mar- Matt Verville says I would be concerned about how much we have to give up for Evans, though. Plus, I wouldn't want him for longer than a two year extension max. That's the hard part. Right. You have to construct and, and, a contract yeah. so that the cap works and have the buy in from a player that's will. And this is this is Ash speaking, just so you know, that's willing to admit he's <laughs> not going to be good in year three. Right. That it's that he's not going right. to be um, likely NFL tier, uh, an NFL tier player in year three. And then so what does that mean? So you can structure it like you can do anything with the cap. The the the, the cap is a is a. A social construct chris i got it for you baby (laughs) and uh i just so you need the player and the team to work the hard part of that is is that mike evans already has a super bowl ring on his finger so that's not one of the big drivers at the end for him it gives us a little bit less leverage with that with it being a contender because really evans joins the team and you have a team that is more than just potentially the, the division winner you have one that's one of the top two potentially in the conference uh, just to add to this, what what would they want back? The Buccaneers are cap strapped. They need cheap young players that are cost controlled. Can, can you say James Houston? <laughs> can you say? Can you say? Um, I don't know. I, I would think that he would be the the centerpiece of any trade uh, yeah. because. Uh, I don't want to call him superfluous with the Lions, but he's not a featured performer with the Lions. And I think that that's something that, you know, he, he's certainly got a lot of talent. And they do need pass rush help. Uh, they were terrible at it last year, as I recall. So he makes sense maybe getting, I don't know, maybe you flip him, James Mitchell, um, another day three guy in a position where they, they, they are okay, but could use some youth – they need young players more than they need draft picks. And I think that that would be the angle that they would go after. Now, you'd obviously have to flip probably a second-round pick in with that. But that's sort of the package that you'll be looking at. So then you have to look at the fact that you've got to replace those guys on your roster and pay Mike Evans and pay Panay Sewell, pay Jared Goff, who's going to get a lot of money. <laughs> You're going to have to pay Amon Ra. You want to pay... You want to pay some of your defensive pieces at some point. You're going to have to pay Aiden Hutchinson at a certain point. Uh, all these things do factor into that. And uh, I don't know, like, like I trust in Mike Dizner. I trust in his ability to, to finagle contracts. I think Brad Holmes is pretty straightforward on how he does those sorts of things too. But it's it's debatable how much that they would be willing to give up for a piece that might be a – one and a half year rental. Yeah. 
Yep. And that's and I, I and to be honest, I don't know. I don't know how they would approach that. Would, is that something that they feel like? Yes, he would put us over the top. I don't know. That's not a conversation I've had with anybody in the building. But uh, they know they need help at wide receiver. <laughs> they know they need help at wide receiver. That's they they're they're yeah. conscious of it. They're conscious of the um the the talent gap. They didn't get better in the off season there. So some more to come. We'll, we'll see. No, they didn't. And that's that's unfortunate because I think they thought they could yep. and they. It hasn't materialized the way that they hoped. Now, I will say they're a lot higher on Khalif Raymond than anybody on the outside. And we've, we've talked about that before. And anybody who's at training camp, I think, saw that. Like, he's he's going to catch a lot of balls, man, especially while JMO's out. Like, that's your JMO replacement if you're, you're a fantasy player. Yeah. I am actually doing a fantasy draft right now. So, um, again, pardon my, my me if I uh, get weird there. But I... Evans is, to me, the best player that you could possibly go out and get who could plausibly be available. Um, I, and I would, I would bet that the Lions would do their due diligence on that, but would, would, he, would they be able to win a bidding war for him? Would they be wanting to win a bidding war for him against other teams that might offer a little bit more? Yeah. It, 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 a lot of it depends we'll on what, what he wants. <laughs> a lot of it depends on right. what he wants. All right, uh, really quick. I have to get this in. Floundericious is at it again. Thank you, sir. He will match $100 tonight for St. Jude. Everything raised during the show. So turn your $100, turn your $5 into 10, your 50 to 100, 75 to 150. And I'm not doing any more math, 100 to 200. Um, Flounder will match up to $100 tonight for St. Jude. Go to stjude.org slash DLP. You can do PayPal. You can do all the different apps and food money foods. What the fuck? Where food come from? All the different apps and uh, and and uh, money transfer. You hungry? Uh, but, <laughs> no, all those things you can get there. Stjude.org slash DLP. Get in there and uh, help us uh, raise money for St. Jude for six kids, sick kids, and their family. So thank you, Flounder. You are always the man. You always support us. Uh, Steel Monville, Chris, brother. Great to meet you on the airplane from Tampa to Detroit. Told you I was an avid listener. Let's have fun this year, fellas. Yeah, for sure, bro. I appreciate you uh, uh, saying something, hitting me and saying, hey, what's up? I appreciate that, man. That was really like cool. that. Yeah, that was really nice. nice. Um, we have, oh God, there's so much going on here. Really quick, I want to catch up on this. Uh, Riz said Calvacade. It's on his uh, DLP uh, Slack bingo card. We've got, where did that go? I said what? Calvacade. What did I say? Cavalcade. Cal- yeah, Cavalcade. Sorry. Did I say that? I said superfluous. I know that. Yeah. And we got, here it is, Micro Mike, Lions Talk with Chat Sports, Chris and Riz, 2024. You know, we, we'd make a strong ticket, Riz, so we should put something together. Uh, then we can t- start talking po- uh, t- po- politics on the show. All right, let's get Nobody to the next. <laughs> no, but that's fun. I don't like, even want that. If people don't get too serious, you can actually be you, you can actually be silly with it, but they, people take it too serious. Okay, next one in the warm-ups. Let's get to it really quick. <laughs> Fun story coming out of Allen Park. Draft here. <laughs> Fun story coming out of Allen Park. Um, ben oh, I Johnson. Oh, I know this one. Ben Johnson was asked about the craziest play that or place that he's gotten to play, and it was from an official. And they started saying, "Oh, you can call it zebra and that kind of thing." It was kind of funny. We started thinking about that, and we said, "You know what? We can top that." We're going to start a little thing. We want you to come up with your play ideas. Maybe you can draw it up. Maybe you can uh, whatever you want to do. You guys, you all are very, very uh, capable and creative folks Uh, on Twitter. Use hashtag DLP plays or on uh, threads. Hashtag DLP plays. 
put together your play ideas. Send them in. We'll see what we can get in front of Ben. Maybe we can uh, put together uh, a nice, <laughs> a nice play and uh, talk about some of this stuff. Have some fun with it. That's all. It's just a, a good fun time. If somebody comes up with something that's absolutely makes me crack up, I'll find a prize for you. I'll get you a shirt or a hat or something. Uh, but good Sweet. stuff. <laughs> play ideas. Uh-huh. Hashtag DLP plays on Twitter and uh, threads. All right. Let's get into it. Riz. Are you ready? Good. I am. I just drafted a kicker. So Good for I'm you. All right. Final roster. Who made the cut? Um, so there was cut down day last Tuesday, was it, Riz? Was it yeah, we missed it. Um, we missed it by a day yeah. somehow. Yep. Yeah. But but we knew it's 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 okay. It's gonna change. Nothing's real when on cut down day. So much happens after. And uh, so we'll talk about how what's changed. Let's talk about the roster right now. Riz, what was the, the biggest surprise for you as far as the, the Lions roster? I think, and, and I had to write this, Craig Reynolds being cut. Now, I've, I, I quickly learned that it was a prearranged deal. Like, Craig wasn't ever ever going ever going anywhere else it's one of those things we're still not used to this a lot of us and i'm not speaking for myself in the media and i think a lot of fans are also that way like they're cutting players who are vested veterans that like okay maybe maybe we'll flip you an extra you know 150 grand on your signing bonus on your next contract because we have to cut you just don't go anywhere and that's how we're going to sneak this player onto the roster. And from my understanding is, is that the Lions were very upfront with Craig about this, yep. as other teams have been. Um, I, I remember I covered the Cleveland Browns when they cut Greg Robinson was their starting left tackle and actually the only left tackle on the entire roster. And they cut him and people were freaking out. And it, it came out that like, yeah, they worked out a deal with him. Like, no, no big deal. More and more teams are doing this. The Lions are on the forefront of it. Uh, and I have two things on this. First, to everybody who started pouring acid on Craig Reynolds' grave, screw y'all. Ooh. Screw y'all. That's all I got to say about that. Be better. Because he saw it, I know he saw it, and I know he was pissed. I know he was, and I know he's not the only one in that organization that was. Thank and there you. was a lot of we- Chris, it was everywhere. It came in our slack for yeah. a little bit, believe yep. it or not. Yep. It really did. Yep. Y'all got to be better than that. Like, I went through this with Badgley. I sounded like his agent earlier. And actually, he's back now. This, I'm not his agent, I swear to God. <laughs> but y'all got to treat the players with a little bit more respect than that. Seriously. It's, it's something that players do notice and agents notice. And if it's a decision between Mike Evans deciding to go to, I don't know, the Rams, where he'll, he can pay more taxes, but you know he's going to get apathetic love from the fans, or you know if he drops a pass in Detroit and they start sending him hate mail, which that, that stuff does happen in Detroit, y'all know yeah, it does. Yeah. Like you got you all got to be aware that there are ramifications to that. Like maybe just let it let it go. Like if you don't like him, that's fine. But maybe don't don't be so. Yeah, it bothered me. It bothered Craig. Um, I'll I'll say that. Um, <laughs> the other thing is is that they. It, I like the fact that they did that because it it gave them a spot to add 
extra linebacker for special teams. My guess, and I don't know this, but my guess is that that was Anthony Pittman's spot um, that made it. Because I don't think that he was going to make it. And I think he, that he did because of that. And, you know, that, that helps the special teams. And Craig came back. He's fine. He's good. He'll be the number three running back. It's probably not a very meaty role. I, yeah. Thank I, you. I kind of like that. Um, did anything, like, really stand out to you as a, as a big surprise? You know, you know, I was, I didn't think Patterson was going to survive. I didn't think either kicker was going to survive, to be honest. Yeah. With you. Yeah. And they did. They did. I know it's not the, I mean, look, when it's important, it's a really important position, right? But generally people yeah. are like, yeah, kicker, long snapper battle, <laughs> whatever. It's not this big thing until it is. And it's usually not a big thing until week two, week three of the season and they start missing kicks, right? Um, I'm, I'm still not, look, Riley Patterson is a great dude. I just don't know as a kicker in the NFL if he's the dude for the Detroit Lions to get them in the best position. And it's a very, very important position. As we know, we were we've been spoiled with our, our lives with um uh Eddie I want to say Eddie Money. What the hell is wrong with me today? Eddie Money. Yeah, I know. Rest in peace, brother. <laughs> and and Jason Hansen after Eddie him. Money. Um Eddie Murray. Why am I Eddie saying? Murray. Yes. yes. God, Eddie. Uh, Eddie Murray yeah. and uh, and Jason Hansen, right? I mean, we we had some some great kickers for all, yeah, for well, generations, was it, wasn't it? Wasn't it thirty four years with those two? Yeah, like yeah. nineteen eighty to two thousand fourteen, I think. And then yes. there was the weird year, and then Prater came in, and Prater was good for a while until yep. he wasn't. And uh, by the way, he is the least accurate, continuously employed kicker over the last three years in the NFL. That includes his last year in Detroit. He has missed more field goals and extra points than any other kicker, and he makes sixty-two percent from forty to fi- from forty to fifty yards. He's better from beyond fifty. Yep. The Lions don't kick. The Lions don't kick from there. They go for it. Yep. 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 It's so um, that's that. That's the one. That one. That one really. It actually surprised me. Probably I, more than it I should kind have. Of ex- Does it, do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I expected them to keep. Patterson, but I, I did not expect him to bring Badgley back. And my understanding is that that's a legitimate competition. Like it, Patterson should probably still be renting <laughs> because he he's going to have to to fight off Badgley. I remember when we got to talk to Dave Fip in the press room, and Fip was like, he almost like got emotional about when he talked about having to cut Badgley. Because he really liked him. He thought he was a good kicker. Um, he was a little concerned about the kickoffs. He was a little concerned about the the reliability with the age. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man, after watching Patterson this summer, like, dude was barely squeaking 48-yard kicks over the, the crossbar, like, consistently. Yep. Like, you can see, like, maybe he's having a bad day. Maybe his quad's a little tight today. I don't know. It was, like, every day, man. Like, his range is 50 yards tops yep. that you can feel comfortable with. And then he misses an extra point. Like that's, yeah. We get, we got to hope that it, it it performs better in the season, and that the the competition between them in practices will sharpen them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as much as we like Parker Romo early, it was pretty clear um, when he wasn't kicking in the preseason that, that he wasn't going to be long for it. So the other surprise, fingers I crossed, think there. Emmanuel Mosley coming back. I didn't have any like. 
Like, yes. There's nothing about that. It just boom, it happened. Happy, right? It's a good surprise, not a not a not a bad surprise, right? Which there's both kinds. Um, oh, absolutely. I guess there's surprises that are meh, but either way, um, that 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 one was an interesting, yeah. interesting one. So yeah, um, because that was something that I don't think even some of his teammates saw coming. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I remember um, I did I did the live video, the little short, which you can check out on on the YouTube channel. Um, where he was in his uniform for the first time. And they actually got a picture of him today in practice with his uniform on for the first time, which is cool. Like, we can actually use it instead of using these same old ones from San Francisco that we have to use because we have to, like, we have a database for it. And we got to use it from that. So we have those for, for we have him mostly in his four uniform. I don't think he's playing this week. I think the Thursday game probably eliminates that, although he was active in practice today. I, I just don't think he has the seasoning to go out, and specifically because it's the Chiefs. Like they're going to throw the ball. They, they run weird crap on their offense that he's just not going to be ready for. And I, th- I think you'll see him in Seattle. Um, I don't know if he'll start right away. I don't know, I don't know if he's going to, to bump Jerry out like that, but he, he's certainly going Jerry. to be a bigger – Jerry. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta get you gotta get your land on. Jury. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Jury. Jury. I uh, I I think I yeah, that was that and the fact that okay, so we gotta talk about who got cut for that. That was Starling Thomas's spot that I assumed that most of the people listening assumed as well. Yeah, that was and a surprise. Super surprise. That that was that was a surprise, and the fact that he went where he did is a bit of a surprise too. Um, the you know, that I, I expected him to get claimed. I didn't think that he'd get claimed like right away like that. But right. there's he was a guy that I thought made it because of his special teams. Because quite frankly, on defense, and we tried to play this. A lot of us in the media, not just myself, tried to play up the fact that well, he, he holds a lot. He kind of gets beat. And you saw it in the in the uh, the Jacksonville game. He got beat in coverage for a touchdown like that that kind of happened in practice a lot too like maybe maybe cool just but his special teams were so good like there he is for he's as the gunner he's forcing fair catches on punts where jack fox freaking boomed it like he was good he had return ability and that that surprised me that they let that go uh but uh it, it, like he wasn't gonna play on defense stephen gilmore was a much better cornerback um, in terms of both coverage and tackling and yeah. like just gen- general field awareness. I just felt so, like Gilmore was going to make it too. I know there's people said he wasn't. I just, I, 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 he's a developmental guy. He's got, I think his ceiling again, if I put myself in where I think this front office is thinking about it, like again, Joan, Marvin Jones made it. They know exactly who it is. You're you've already, you've seen his ceiling. Yep. It's never going to be better than that. Where Gilmore is the opposite of that, right? His ceiling is still above the roof. <laughs> you still don't, you yes. still don't know where it's going to be, right? You can't see how high he's going to get, uh, but he has all the potential in the world. And that's a guy that I think this defense would love. And that's, I mean, if you look at how they did Jerry, you look at how they did the rest of the guys and try to build them up and bring them up. Um, this is, there's some, there's something about a guy like Gilmore being there and even Dorsey, right? I kind of, I kind of like what they're doing. And the one thing the Lions have proven in the last two years is they can bring young cornerbacks. I mean, the, the the thing always was two years before you know what you have in a quarterback. Cornerback three years for sure. The Lions have been playing rookie corners every freaking year since Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes came out out of necessity. I understand that, yeah. but they haven't done as bad as you would ever have expected 
from any regime prior to this. So I, these guys can, can build corners quick. I feel like. I, I agree with that. And like mostly was really good before he got hurt last year. He was very good in 2021. Yep. Cam Sutton. Probably have to have to, uh, an expectation to talk about Cam Sutton because Cam Sutton is not a Darrell Revis that type, not a sauce Gardner type. Like he's not going to shut down a receiver with blanket coverage. That's not what he does. He's a guy, though, that if they throw an out route on third and 10, he's going to tackle them at eight yards. He's going to communicate very well on switches with, with his safeties, with his slot corners, um, with his linebackers. He's going to tackle. He's going to come up and be aggressive as hell and run defense, and he's, he's a great tackler. But he is a guy, he's going to, like, I, I can see Mahomes completing four passes his way. Like yeah. that that's not that's not what he's gonna he's not that guy, but he's going to do significant damage control. He's not going to even if you get a fifteen yard in route on him, he's gonna be right there to terminate the play. Or he's going to funnel the coverage. He's very good at shading his body to disrupt timing on releases and things like that. He's great at it. Like I just said before. He was a high school valedictorian and his intelligence carries over onto the football field and it's obvious. So he's going to be CB1. And again, he's probably not going to get the the big numbers. I, he might pick off three passes this year, which is great. But I think, I think you got to understand what kind of cornerback he is. And I think that you're going to see on the other side, Mosley is a playmaker at his best. Jerry is going to start making more plays. Uh, we saw that in training camp. We saw it in the preseason. Um, in the little, scant little bit that, that he did get out there. Joint practices against the Giants. The second day, Jerry crushed them. He crushed them. It was great. <laughs> I, I I was talking to him again about the um, the RORA and CJGJ John that was going on, and I just felt so. I feel bad for him because R. Warrior and him are friends, right? They're friends. They 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 yeah. go back and they and and he, he C J G J. He's also on another team, and C J G J was giving it to R. Warrior like like he was. I mean, all every inch he was giving it to him, and it was. I mean, it was like oh, and and Jerry was like right there, and he was like at the front, shoulders out, like yeah, uh huh, yeah, like. But he he wasn't. He wanted to talk, but he couldn't because it was his guy. Oh, you know man. what I mean? He felt so. I felt bad for him. He's a tough spot, but it was fun. It was fun. Um, all right. Oh, wait, what do you what do you think? What do you think of Jerry's new number? Twenty three, twenty three. Jerry Jacobs. I like it. I like it. I think he can own it, and uh, he can bring back that number, the the uh, the grace and the honor that it deserves. <laughs> Uh, I hope it's not a jinx number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Jerry, Jerry's great. I, um, we'll see. I think I, I really am excited. This is year three. This is his year. You know what I mean? This is the year where you get to see your Jerry Jacobs with uh, the NFL experience. When the the guys, this is when they come out. This is when they show out. This is when you know what you have. And um, I just hope 
I just hope like he just 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 does it just because of this his story and who he is and where he came from everything he's been through it's it's that's like the heartwarming story after the you know as they do the, the the stuff before the Super Bowl talking about the players going into the game and they do the retrospective on Jerry and his path to the NFL and his life as the um the the defensive player of the year I, I just can't wait to see that <laughs> maybe I write the story a little early but I'm in I'm in on that one <laughs> hey I, I, I like the aspirational talk by the way another guy who's going to have to get paid this offseason. If he if he's good this year, they're going to have to pay him this off season. He will be a restricted free agent, but that's 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 when you hit those guys up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> instead, instead of giving them their tender, you give them two years and double the tender offer. That tends to be the, the way that that goes. And that's another guy. That, again, if you're going to go out and get Mike Evans or get X other player at the trade deadline, you're going to have to pay. The the flip side of that is that you're not going to be able to pay everybody that you've got here already just out of pure economics. As much as you want to finagle the cap as much as you can, so if you're going to pay Jared Goff $55 million, $53 million a year, you're going to pay Panay $25 million a year, maybe, based on what Terrence Steele got. Terrence Steele, Terrence Steele's a good player. He's not Panay. And the fact that he got what he got means that Panay's salary demands are going up. As yep. we might have expected. So is the cap. You're going to have to make tougher choices. Um, and if you bring somebody in from the outside, like I'm Mike Evans, again, this is just speaking hypothetically, yep. you're going to make some of those choices for yourself. And it's, you're going to have to do some things to, to make that work. So just keep that in mind. When you're, it's not Madden. You can't just swap and force a trade to go through. Like yep. there, there are, there are ripple effects to making those sorts of things. And be, Jerry being a person that they could keep, but if you want to keep him long term, you probably need to pay him this off season. That's yeah. those are the, the, those are the sorts of decisions that you have to make when you're building the team. And, and I and he's going to earn it or not, I, though, right? He's good. This right, is right. it's all comes together at the right time. He'll have earned it, yeah. and you'll have seen what you got, or he he he'll, he'll get something else, right? Um, right. I'm Jerry. I'm betting on myself, but I, and I think the Lions are betting on him too. Let's we'll see what he does. This is interesting, and and how the cap moves. Um, it, it will expand, and that's why I keep talking about like percentages of cap because if you look at just the raw number, if you talk about what quarterbacks, you know, the top paid quarterback two years ago was compared to this year, they're outrageously different. Like you would be happy to pay the top paid quarterback two years ago today. Right. Like absolutely be like, fine. Yeah. Sign him for that. I'm good. Sign, sign, yeah. sign golf for that right now. Right. They would be happy yeah. to do that. Yep. So it changes and it moves fast. The cap moves fast. So I, I, a little bit, of, a little bit of flex, a little bit of, and, and the fact that it's a, a, a social construct, just, just let it roll. I, I'm not so worried. You can't be, you can't do dumb things. And that's what Mike Evans presents as an opportunity to do dumb things. And it's, it's like we said, the player has to be, uh, um, committed and the team has to be committed and they both have to be very, very honest about where they are and what they're doing. And then they can make something like that work. That's the only way to make something like that work. Mike Evans is the kind of guy that can do that. I think, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We need to, uh, we need to have friend of the show, Brian Burkheiser from I prevail singing bad things here. I'm yeah. With bad. I will. I will certainly not sing cause I cannot sing at all. Um, Brian can sing it much better. Brian, if you're listening, chime in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't want to do a lot of bad things. Because uh, they lead to bad things. Yeah, bad things lead to worse things. Um, okay, let's uh, let's roll to the next topic because there's a lot of talk about it in the chat. Isaiah Bugs, Bugs 
not playing against the Chiefs. Uh, we saw some tweets. We saw some drama. We're talking about bugs instead of the Chiefs. That may be a good thing. Just saying. But here we really? are. Yep. I think, well, it, it, it prevents that, 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 that uh, the bulletin board material. It takes people's eyes away from asking about what you're doing, anything, you know, it, it just changes and allows you to continue doing what you're doing as a team in the rooms and behind the scenes and in the media, the media is chasing the shiny dot, right? And off you go. So uh, that we are yes. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as fans are, but yes, yep, we, yep, we had yep. to. Yeah. So, so bugs benched for week one. Um, he didn't say it officially, but he will be inactive. And he also didn't say why. The team has not officially said why. Um, there's there's been there's been things brought out there about you know maybe he I actually I think he brought up the fact that he missed voluntary. Mini-game. That was one of them. That was that was a big and that was held against him. And, and he so, wasn't he wasn't in super good shape for OTAs. No, he wasn't. Mm, he was he not. Yeah. He yes. Um, he so uh, m- missing voluntary OT voluntary OTAs in minicamp. It's voluntary, mm-hmm. but if you're not there, you should probably have a decent excuse for not being there. Uh, you know, my wife's giving birth. Um, I had a family vacation planned. I didn't realize that it was going to be this time. Like that's cheesy, but okay. Like I'll buy that. The rumors about what bugs was doing when he wasn't here, I think are what bothered the team. And I wasn't with him. I don't know what, I don't don't know what was going on there, but can I say the reality it's so that the rumor is it's about what he was doing in the off season, about the reality of what he did in the off season. Right. Uh, and where is where he was focused, and yes. it wasn't. It's it's nothing yes. nefarious, yes. right? It's it's not nefarious, no, and it's it's it's, not. it's, it's him not. him bettering himself outside of football is is the the rumor of where he focused his reality at that time, and it came back. It affected his football ability when he came back. I think is the the, the and that's most- that's the key, Chris. It yep. impacted his ability on the field, and it was. I don't want to say it stood out. But you could kind of tell a little yep. bit, like why, like why is Benito Jones making plays that Bugs probably isn't? You know why is why is Corey Durden, who by the way I do not know why Corey Durden is not on the Lions practice or any other practice squad. I don't know. It's weird. He should be somewhere. I digress. He was playing better than Bugs at times in this entire offseason as well. It just felt like Bugs wasn't the the dynamic guy, I don't want to say it because he wasn't dynamic last year either, but he was good and he was only kind of good this off season. And it brought back memories of when he was in Pittsburgh and why the Steelers were willing to get rid of him. And there were undercurrents back then that may like, he's great when he's here, but when he's not here, maybe, maybe he's not focusing on football as much as he should. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that was something that Pittsburgh media warned us about when he got here and apparently did it well last year. And it didn't, for whatever reason, it didn't carry over. That's, that's what I've heard. Um, I heard nothing about trades. I heard nothing about flipping him for Chris. Like, 
people went. And I don't know where all that went came from. I was, yeah. I was largely offline. People, um, yeah. we had we had some. Sort of going on. People using over plural the on sort. My sources say, you know, it's like, huh? Um, <laughs> so it was weird because so I, I got in I got into all this very late in the process. And I was actually in a somewhat stressful situation when that when it came to my attention. I texted somebody five minutes later, I'm like, yeah, he's not number one on the depth chart at nose tackle and pissed him off. Like very easy resolution to that. And yeah. that turned out to be exactly what, what it was. <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes so you, you just got to not <laughs> run, let the imagination run wild. It's fun. It's fun to have those fantasy things. Um, as you know, Chris, I'm not a fantasy guy unless it involves Julian Moore and vanilla pudding. But, you know, that's, that, that wasn't the case here. Um, let's, let me <laughs> pause. Let that sit. Um, Rachel Vice can be in there too. She's, she, she can she can serve me pudding as well. I don't need to add that. I don't need to add to this. Uh, okay, so he had an illness on Saturday. He said in his interview, "I've heard this. Yes. Is, this is this is a rumor. This is not this is not validated anywhere. But speculation that it was relationship stuff and not an illness as to why he left. Now it's like okay, still relationship things matter. That sort of thing, and I'd get it, but." Here's the thing, right? If you're Dan Campbell, you just got done cutting the roster and telling people you went through probably the toughest couple days of the year, telling people that their dream is no longer a reality. Tell them, hey, if you need me, anything, call me, right? All, all you, we saw it in Hard Knocks last year. We see it all the time. Um, Dan Campbell's state of mind at that point is probably, wait. You made the cuts. You you came in like you did. You worked hard. You're a great player. We know you're a great player. Um, We know you can get the job done. And you you had we had to work you extra hard and you weren't ready until maybe recently. And um, that's you know, that's that. And then you pull this after we had to let all these other guys go. You're going to you're going to be sitting this week. That's the sense. And I'll tell you what I have heard. And I will tell you, this is this is, you know, I have heard this from. You know, people there in Allen Park. Um, Dan Campbell is taking a little bit more of an aggressive approach. He's updating his approach. He's not taking any shit. Okay. Dan Campbell this year, and not that he ever did, right? That might be a quote, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Campbell is is going, you are going to earn your way on this roster. And, and everybody says that. Every team says that. Every coach, every GM says that. But certain guys, look, I'll just, I'm going to use this one because it's not local. Patrick Mahomes is not going to earn his way on the roster. Patrick Mahomes is on the roster no matter what, right? That's the truth in any team that has a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. But the, you can work further up that depth chart of players, depending who your coach is and what your team's situation is with talent. Dan Campbell this year knows he has more talent, knows he has a better team, and knows he needs to hold them to a higher standard. And that's what he's doing. And so this does not fly. This does not fly. You'll find. Now, does this send a message? Oh, yes, it does send a message. (laughs) And I will tell you, I know some other things where this took place at very important people with very highly touted individuals on this team in the preseason. And um, the same approach from Dan Campbell to you want to play for the Detroit Lions. I don't give an F who you are. You will perform. And football is number one, and you will not play games, period. And um, 
That's that's the approach Dan's got. And it looks like bugs right now, whether on purpose, whether not, whether he needed a day, whatever it is. Dan Campbell has sealed that this is the way things are going to be this year. And he set the message. Like I said, probably a little bit of just coming off the cuts, but he he sent a message. He drew a line in the sand. He drew a red line with the roster and how they're going to work. So there you go. And Chris, there's there's two things that come along with this. First off, Bugs' reaction of being pissed off about it is exactly what Dan Campbell wanted. Yep. He wanted to salvage the player. Like, fight for yourself. Get, yes. get up. I want people who are passionate. We don't want people that are here for a free ride. We want people who are, who are going to be upset that they're not playing because they, they wanted to be part of this. That's that's the right reaction for Bugs, and, and hopefully it will resolve itself positively in the end. The other thing is, is that this is a great protection against the complacency of believing all the hype. You're already getting these things before the preseason. You're nipping it in the bud. We have seen in past situations, and I will point to the 2021 Cleveland Browns, of a team that believed their media press clippings and hype a little bit too much. And some of that was the fact that Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, did not do a very good job of managing these very sorts of things. And they festered. And Dan Campbell is not going down that road. He is not letting that happen. I, I don't think that that's just Dan, but Dan is certainly the genesis of all that. And that, to me, is a very good thing. Uh, that that means that they are not they they talk the game about oh we don't you know, we're we're zero and zero we did not make the playoffs last year we haven't done squadouche yep their their moves like this and the fact that they're handling this the way that they are reinforce that belief that that is their culture yep. they do believe that they're hungry they are still the hunter not the hunted. That to me is an important distinction, and I think that it's 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 awkward. It sucks for bugs. It sucks that it had to happen, yep. but it, I kind of like the exactly way that it's right. playing out. Quite exactly honestly. right. It it gives him the it gives him the shot. It gives him it, it makes him an example, which always sucks. No one wants to be the example, especially Nobody in a place where you care, right? And um, Jeff Hoffman, it's time for the DC to be that way. No issue with it at all. Can't always be a player's coach. Eh. This, yes. I, I'm not going to go too hard into this because people are whatever you can be a servant leader. But part of that is, you know, think about it as, as a parent with your kids. Don't touch the stove. You have to correct them pretty hard not to touch the stove. Right. Don't drink. I don't know. The the, the lighter fluid. Right? Don't eat the Tide Pods. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be very stern to, to treat to to make a lesson stick. Um, he can still be a player's coach it's and do that. Not a Tootsie Roll in the They're cat not either or. Yep. Loretto, great question. Uh, why is Kansas City's Chris Jones on the report is participating in practice or out for the game yet? We'll get to that. We'll get to that when we do our, our preview of the Chiefs, but I didn't want to let your super chat fly by without being acknowledged. Thank yeah. you very, we will, very much. We will do that. that. That is on our docket. Yep. Uh, Squadoosh was on last week's bingo, bingo card. Sorry, everybody. I uh, didn't get that one this week. <laughs> There's a bingo card. That's great. I love it. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Uh, anything Sorry, else? I'm not drinking beer tonight, guys. <laughs> <Water> tonight. <laughs> anything else about uh, Mr. Bugs or the Dan Campbell approach from you, Mr. Risden? Um, so let's let's spin forward into what we will see from Nose Tackle. Benito Jones. My understanding is that he will be the starting Nose Tackle, and you'll see Broderick rotate in. Benito, Benito by the way, played very well this offseason. He is a very large man, but he's kind of quick. Um, first couple steps, he, he, he can do some things. 
he is not the run stuffer that, and, and it's different because he's a guy that will actually make bugs. Is the guy that's going to get a lot of tackles. He's the guy that's going to help the the linemen behind him get tackle the linebackers behind him. Excuse me to get tackles. Benito was more of a guy who's going to try to do that himself, which could make the linebackers like like this. This is a loss. Like Bugs is the best nose tackle on the roster right now, so they're not they're not doing this. You know, there there will be some negative ramifications to it. Hopefully, Broder can come in and give you 15, 20 plays that are pretty solid. Um, so a lot of speculation about Levi Anzarike. Levi is absolutely not a nose tackle. Um, that's not what he does. Right, right. He is your upfield tackle. Now you can see him. You can see Aleem sliding back over to the nose and Levi playing next to him. I think you will see some of that. And Levi has earned that. And you, you the juxtaposition there of Levi, a guy who we all wrote off, a guy who everybody was writing off. is like, oh, he's never – the fact that he busted his ass, he spent his offseason doing nothing but making himself ready to be the best Detroit Lion that he could be and salvage his career. And when you when you juxtapose that with what Bugs came in with, I think that shows you where the Lions' mindset is. And I, I do expect Levi to play, and I hope he plays well. I hope he gets yeah. sacked. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That, that that's. That's the that. comeback arc you want to write when you're in my yeah. position. Oh, yeah. It would be fantastic. Yeah, but he's, he's, not, he's absolutely not a nose tackle. And you will see um, – we'll, we'll talk about the, the Chiefs preview. Yep. Go, go get him, Bugs. Let this be the fire, man. Let this be yep. the fire. I see it. I see it in there, but it's, it's your choice how it goes from here, man. Take it and, and, and yep. turn it into you become the guy. That's what you can do with this. And that's what you should do with it, brother. All right, let's uh, get to the next one. This next one is, is going to be a little tough for me, Riz. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get through this and then uh, we'll, start, oh. we'll, we'll get the next one off. OK, we'll so we did, we did talk about this. So I, I will be I am virtually holding your hand and hugging. You, <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. All right. So we're doing the season for St. Jude and uh, we're here to raise money for kids and families that are sick and have cancer and that sort of thing. Um we do it every year. We are over a hundred thousand dollars raised. We're trying to get a 50 grand this year. And uh, we're looking for your help. Go to St. Jude.org slash DLP. Uh, I'll tell you, cancer's a bitch. Uh, I found out today that uh, my mom was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. So uh, we're fighting that. And I asked her about it. She's, she's the one that taught me to be charitable. And she said, I asked, what can I do? Like, what can I do right now? She said, go raise money, go help those kids and those families. So we'll, it'll be, it'll be okay. Everything will turn out okay in the end and we'll, we'll fight it and she'll fight it. But uh, if not for me, the kids, for anybody else, go out there and do it. Uh, stjude.org slash DLP. All right. Let's get into the Detroit Lions season predictions. First, we're going to start with, we got a couple predictions here that we're going to do for you guys. And uh, we'll get through this here. Uh, the first one we're going to do is who is going to be the breakout player for the Lions this year? Riz, I'm going to give it to you and let you take it for your prediction first, and I'll uh, get some shit together. My breakout <laughs> player. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to be a little squirrely on the rule. I, I need to have rules for these things. Rookies can't be breakout players because they're rookies. Like, I want a guy that's been in the NFL for a little bit and emerges into something much bigger. And, you know, he's gone from the the, the caterpillar and metamorphosized into the glorious butterfly or moth of death, whatever you want to be. Um, I think it will be Ali McNeil. I think he is going to put up 
Pro Bowl caliber season as a primary three technique because he is so damn fast off the snap and he can back it up. And his ability to one, two step close on either a quarterback or a running back that's trying to get outside the tackles or you know, a screen pass getting out there or you know, a tight end that's like, he's really good. And I, I think he's going to have a year that will ease a lot of Lions fans' trepidation about the defensive line. And we're just talking about the defensive line and how it's been weakened for, for week one. I still expect a very strong breakout campaign from Aleem McNeil. Chris, yeah. who's your guy? I like Aleem. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that if we could pick rookies, Brian mm-hmm. Branch. Brian Branch is the guy because he's just starting from such a the tough spot. Like it's the so class good, that he Chris, showed. So oh my god, the fact that he was overlooked by everybody. All these evaluators, evaluators of talent, let him fall. Green Bay walked away and let him fall to us, quote unquote, fall. Right? We got him, and what you see is he is where people thought he should be in the draft, and he didn't go. We got hell of value. So just that arc of as a player coming from, you know, that kind of insult that he received on draft day to where he's that's kind of the breakout for me as, as a rookie. Right. And you can't because you don't have a, a place to start from as a rookie. Right. The guy who I want to break out that I really, really want to break out is, is, of course, Jerry, because I because I love the guy. Right. Yeah. He's he's a good dude. This is the year, as I was talking about, where he could really blow it up. This is when cornerbacks show what they have, who they are, what they're made of, and uh, what they're really, really going to be. So I'd, I'd love to see him really turn it into to, to something. The guy I think has a chance, and this is if he can avoid the continuation of the injury bug, is Big V. Because he's had a couple years where he's shown he's he can he can be it he can be him, right? But it's just Yo, that that injury yeah. bug has gotten him, and him <laughs> big V healthy with the rest of that line is I, I'm 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 gonna say a top two line in the league. If they're playing if if they if they're playing with who they are and he's healthy, they're a top two line in the league and it changes everything we'll t- i'll talk about it you know in, like what the in the in the preview of the chiefs what i think and how important i think they're going to be in this game but it, it really does change the whole arc of what this team does and how they do it and the wide receiver room suddenly you you wind up and, and gray made the point and it was so right people were laughing at their wide receivers at the beginning of the season they went to the super bowl right um a very similar arc is possible, and a lot of it will be off of a line that's it's already better than what they had in Seattle at that time. So I'm excited. I think v, Big V could really be the breakout player that has yeah. that season. If you made me choose an offensive one, mine would be Taylor Decker. I think he makes. I think he makes a Pro Bowl this year. Yeah, I think he could be. He's not going to get All Pro just because he doesn't have that kind of cachet or hype, and that's that is what that is going into it. He was, I don't want to say perfect through all the way through from the beginning of camp till through the Giants week. 
he was pretty damn close. Yeah. He's healthy. He's embraced being the best Taylor Decker that he can be. He's not chasing other things. It's funny he's, because he's, I don't disagree at all. Really I don't disagree at all, but he's like up here and to go from here to kind of here. It yeah. isn't, a, isn't like to me, it's not a break. I get what you're saying. I totally get right. Yeah. And, and, and those accolades are the kinds of things that really kind of show, you know, that, Hey, if he, and we'll just say all pro, right. You said no, but he gets yeah. all pro this year. That's that next level step. I'm just like, I'm trying to, th- I'm thinking of like big leap kind of like when I think breakout, like, like, yeah, you're here to boom. Yeah, right. And yeah. that's, that's kind of where my head's yeah, at. Yeah. I guess you're not expecting to do, um, that would be, um, Jerry, Jerry's actually not a bad candidate for that. <laughs> I think. Khalif Raymond is another one I'm seeing in the chat. Uh, fight, fight forever. Khalif, Khalif makes a lot of sense yeah. because I do think he's going to get a lot of looks while J-Mo's out. A lot of looks. And if you can throw a rookie in there, I think you're going to see Sam Laporta get some yeah. looks, not just playing tight end. You know, it's funny. Ben Johnson talked about the creative use of Jameer Gibbs. I, I will feel comfortable in saying this, and if I'm wrong, Eamon will strike me down, but we saw Laporta line up. In the back I don't the think you say this. I don't think you say this. <laughs> okay. I don't think you'd say this. I'm trying to save you from yourself, Riz. So I will say, because we did see this was, (laughs) this was in the joint practices against the Jaguars. He played the Z receiver spot a lot, a lot. There you go. There you go. (sighs) I feel bad. I think that's, that might happen Thursday. It might happen especially against teams that don't have good coverage safeties. Yes. Because he will dictate some matchups there. And if you can get him on the outside, and that moves Josh Reynolds to the inside, Reynolds is going to be too fast for those linebackers. Like, there, there's a motley mix there. Yeah. And Laporta's versatility. You know, it's funny. We, when I talk about JMO, I'm like, well, there's going to be games where he catches one pass for nine yards, but he makes a big impact because of what he does to the rest of the defense. Sam Laporta will be doing that in a different manner. And I trust in Ben Johnson to be smart enough to know how to use that. Yeah. Um, That's probably all I can say. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see Kirby Joseph. I, Kirby's tough because he did have such a great year last year playing. It's again, I, I don't, I, if I say breakout, I'm looking for that big jump in, 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 in difference in play. He's playing really high. So he'd have to be an ultra all-star uh, to be kind of breakout for me. Jonah Jackson okay. is really good. Very similarly, Jonah Jackson has a breakout year and it becomes in, in, impossible to sign him. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, play, he's playing for a new contract. That, that tends to be a good progenitor for, uh, breakout. for a breakout campaign. <laughs> yeah. And then here's, an, here's a good one. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes is another guy that poised yes. to have a great kind of uh, just an explosive yes. year. Yeah. It's fun when you, when you see the players and it clicks in for them. Like, I've always liked Derek Barnes. I liked him going back at Purdue. But the way that he has embraced understanding being an off-ball linebacker, because I think in the last, in his first couple of seasons, you could tell that he was a guy who was a college pass rusher playing off-ball linebacker. And I think now he sees himself as an off-ball linebacker. 
And I think that mental, like there, there's a mental switch that goes with that. Like, and he's embraced it and has become the best that he can be at it. And he, he will be starting ahead of Jack Campbell. And I don't think a lot of people expected that. Yep. Raising my hand there. When you go back to when they drafted Jack Campbell at number 18 and overall, oh, hell yeah, he's starting. Well, he's not. It's not because he's not good. It's because Derek Barnes earned that spot. Yep. Let's go back to our earlier conversation. Everything's going to have to be earned. Nothing is given. Derek Barnes earned that spot. And that that's a good call by whoever mentioned it in the chat. That's James Mitchell. That's he's a guy that's poised. Um, he, so. He's got if he gets the opportunity so. and he can deliver. This is he's had all the promise and all the talk, but we just he hasn't had the opportunity. Right. And it's it's what's the, what's the, the three things. It's competence, opportunity and motivation. When those three things come together, he's motivated. He hasn't had the yes, opportunity. We're not sure about the competence. Right. So the C and the O, those two, if those happen, he has a great shot to be a, a breakout player this year. It would be fun if he usurped Brock Wright as TE2. Oh, that would be. It that would could happen. Not, nothing that, against Brock. Brock's been great. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I just don't think that they're going to be throwing a lot of passes to the number two or number three tight ends this year. Just just my guess. Yep. I don't. I don't although, man, those. And you saw it against the Jets. You saw it against the Panthers. The touchdown pass to. Chad Coda, that little play action rollout with your backside tight end or your slot coming across on a drag, getting out there. Like they run that play a lot in practice, and nobody can defend it, including their own defense when they know it's coming. So I think you're going to see some of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just, to, just to throw this out there, they have a lot of really, really impressive two point conversion plays. Throw that out there. Yeah. I want to. God, I want to jump to this. The Gibbs. Okay, we'll talk about that, folks. We'll get there. We got. We've got that coming up. As uh, after our predictions, we'll do the the Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs preview. So uh, be ready for that. We'll talk about that. Uh, all right. Um, let's get to our next play. Our next set of predictions. Da, da, da. Season, Season rankings for the offense. Okay. Last year they were ranked. PFF had them ninth, I believe. Is it ninth or was it? I think it was ninth. Yeah, let me pull this up. I'm going to look really close. Thank you. I had uh, my fantasy draft ended, by the way. My team sucks. Nice. This is a a league I'm in where um, people can make fun of. Oh, I beat the football guy. (laughs) They were fifth for points scored. Ranked eighth overall. Yeah, that's what I care about. I'm sorry. (laughs) Offense was ranked eighth overall. Fifth for points scored. Okay. Yeah, they were fifth in points they were fourth in yards um first in turnovers by the way and and that that means that's good lower numbers better (laughs) (laughs) all right Um, they were sixth and sixth and first downs um yeah they were they were pretty darn good across the board yeah all right so let's let's talk about this let's talk about this all right um okay we'll just go with the overall rank they were rank Ranked, ranked, Jesus, ranked eighth last year. The EDTH combo side by side was tough. Ranked eighth last year. Um, this year, you see, we talked about they, we, they didn't get better in the wide receiver room. Right? I don't feel like they got worse, but I don't think they got better. The rest, they, 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 I think they got better at quarterback. 
even with the same guy. I think I think uh, Goff has shown that he's 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 improved. He had a great end of the season, tough start to the season. But when I say tough start to the season, thirty five points against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> is not necessarily a tough start, but he had a couple 360 no scopes. He had he had some 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 difficulties with some of the other stuff going on. Um, I could not remember what that phrase was, and I, I, I <laughs> we saw Jordan Travis do it last night at Florida State. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell's the, what's that called? Chris, help me! <laughs> and then after that, Jordan Travis was phenomenal last night. I wrote about yeah. that at DraftWire. Check it out. Yeah, <laughs> DraftWire. Uh, so let's talk about it. offense overall. What do you think? Uh, where do you think they land in the rankings? It's hard when you're eighth. It's hard to go up. You know what I mean? It's always easier to go down. It was it was yeah, it was uh, Brad Holmes that said that uh, it's always easier. Yes. It's harder to get better. It's a lot easier to get worse at a position, right? That's but, right. Uh, he said that specifically about quarterback. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they did a good job of. They certainly didn't get worse at quarterback. Not, nope. not adding Teddy, not adding Hendon Hooker, and I think the the. Just the maturation that, that we saw from Goff, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that they're going to be as good in converting short yardage rushing touchdowns. Um, Jamal was fantastic at that. I think I think David Montgomery will be very good at that as well, but there was just something special that happened with that last year. I'm going to say... So, so some of this is also that other teams around the league also got better. The Chargers got a whole lot better by firing Joe Lombardi as their offensive coordinator. That makes so it the Lions. <laughs> yes. It seems everybody who has him as a coordinator gets better when he's fired. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, I think, you know, Cincinnati's really good. Kansas City's really good. Seattle's really good offensively. I think the Jets are going to be an interesting offense to watch. I don't know how great they're going to be. Dallas is good. Philly's good. Um, I don't believe in Dallas. Minnesota could be. I don't think they will be, but they could be. <laughs> like there, there's a lot of. I, th- I think Pittsburgh is going to be a lot better offensively this year. I think Kenny Pickett to George Pickens is going to be a. Uh, I just did that fantasy handcuff pairing thing. We don't really like to do that. Um, little fantasy football for y'all. I, had a fantasy I think piece. that the Lions will be. Ninth to twelfth, somewhere in that range, because they are going to turn the ball over more than they did last year. That's just you're not going to go 324 like they. Oh man, somebody did this. I think Doug Farrar did this. Doug, if you're watching, like my colleague Doug Farrar from Touchdown Lawyer, did a thing of like the longest interception streaks and like how the quarterbacks did after it ended, mm-hmm. and it generally like they'll. I, re- I remember one of the examples of Vinny Testaverde because Vinny Testaverde hold, held the record for the the most passes without interception for a very long time. And then four of his next 30 were picked off. Like they just, they, like all the luck went the hell yeah, out the window. Yeah. And then he wound up being Vinny Testaverde again, like going back to normal. Jared Goff was generally on the lower end of the interception spectrum with the exception of his last penultimate season the 2019 season in los angeles he threw 16 he was terrible um and he will tell you that by the way um, that's not me talking that's jared goff talking uh that that was excessive but generally he throws about two percent last year he was at 1.2 1.3 1.3%. i think if he goes back to a 1.5 percent that's still adding two extra two to three extra turnovers fumbles 
they're weird. They happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to fumble a kickoff here or there. Like, and I think that's going to short, that's going to take away some drives and the lack of the wide receiver room, not getting better means that the, and the change at running back, I don't, I don't think they got, I actually think they got better at running back from one, two and three, but you get to see that play. So I, I think, I don't think they're going to fall far, but I think I can see them falling the ninth to 12th, somewhere in that range. So yeah. if you want to put, put a number on it, I'll, I'll be 10. I think they're a top 10 offense, okay. but I think like at the bottom end of the top 10. That's fair. That's fair. I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to say there's a couple things that we've got better at quarterback, not in our backups and Jared, in Jared Goff alone. I think he's improved dramatically over the off season. I, I don't look dramatically is too bold a statement. I'm sorry. Let me retract that. Jared Goff has he earned that Pro Bowl spot last yeah, year. He has improved in the off season. The, the time and effort and work he's put in the time he's put in with the players has, has made him a better quarterback and has made the players better. I think he's gotten time with JMO. So when JMO is on the field, they'll have a better little bit of uh, chemistry than they did before. That will help. We'll see. We'll see what, how that plays out going forward and what that means. I think Ben Johnson as a play caller, as an offensive mind, as a coordinator, he's grown a lot in the offseason. Ben Johnson, unfortunately for him, every room he steps in, he's pretty much the smartest guy in the room. He's 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 an uber freak brain and um you know you, you don't grow if you're always the smartest guy but he's so analytical and, and and self-scouts so strongly and so well he is going to be uh something you know he's he's grown he's gotten better i think the things he does like you talked about what they're going to do with laporta what they're going to do with gibbs the mix and match the mixing bowl of the talent they have on the offense and then Again, as a running back, Montgomery, the fact that he's so hard to get your hands on and bring down, the play action is going to be just redonkulous this year. And golf is good at the play action, right? I mean, that's a that's a real good spot yes, for is. him. It's I I, yes, I feel like this offense is good. I'm going to give a range. I'm going to go seven to ninth. And if I have to land, I'll land at eighth again. I don't think that they're going to fall off hard. I don't think that they're going to like raise through the ranks like by some crazy means, but I think they're going to be able to maintain. And and frankly, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good for this team. Um, gives us every chance we had last year, offensively last year, a couple of games, they stick out. You can remember them by name, Carolina, New England, New England right? There was games that you absolutely can say, yep, we Miami lost this because good. the offense, right? <laughs> In Miami. Yeah. yeah. But you look at again the 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 first four games of the season, right? Um, we didn't lose because we didn't score. <laughs> you know, there was teams that's that right. didn't that never punted, right? <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> that's that's a real problem. So I think uh, from an offense's perspective, we'll be in good shape this year. Uh, I don't think that um, there'll be the big problems uh, that that befall a team. I think this is just a good group of people that are only getting better and uh, gelling more as they stay together. So that's the one benefit of not scrambling the eggs of that offense, either with a whole boatload of new players. I think running back is likely where you can be the most versatile with, with plug and play guys. Um, not that yes. they're the same guy, right? But there's a certain set of yeah. skills that go with a type of running backs you have. Gibbs, I think is going to be a real wrinkle. But it's going to be that's going to be one of the kind of brain trust kind of wrinkles from Ben Johnson rather than something that messes with the player. So I, I, I go seven and nine with the offense this year. 
All right. All right. Let's uh, let's get to the next one. Season rankings for the defense. So last year, the defense was ranked 29th overall. Uh, points allowed, 28th. Um, Yards, 32nd. Doom, 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 doom. First downs allowed, 32nd. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Yeah. They were 29th. Um, they were 30th in yards per carry allowed at 5.2. They were 31st in yards per pass attempt against at 7.0. Oh, my God, that's awful. <laughs> oh, they were bad. Um, yeah, it was bad. Uh, and this, the weird part is, it, it, Alex Gansoli talked about it, this, uh, it after the season. They were so historically awful through, like, the first six to eight games that when they were a league average defense, the those numbers, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know they were they were not below 20th in any of those metrics after week eight. Like it just that isolated time period. But they were so bad early that the numbers Yeah. You know, it's like failing your first four tests in a in an exam. You, there's only so many tests you get to to overcome exactly. that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it was it was rough. And then the Carolina game happened and all the progress that we thought we had had just went out the frozen crapper. Oh, it still bugs me. Yeah. But look, if you're going to end a season, I would rather end it the way we did rather than the way we started it. And that gives you the. Yeah, you're trending in the right direction. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's really important. That's really, really important. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, so where, where are you ranking this team defensively? Predicting the ranking. I think they will be 11th. That's good. I think they will be, I think they're going to give up points in part because they're, they're hitched to a good offense. That means that opposing offenses are going to get more possessions because the Lions are going to score and they're going to be more aggressive and push that. So I don't think in points, they're going to be as impressive. I think I, I think they'll be like 13th or 14th in points allowed. I think they're a top 10 defense in terms of first downs allowed and yards allowed. Yep. And I will go so far as to say that in terms of takeaways forced, this is a big one. I think they're a top five defense in takeaways this year. Mm. That's the mentality that CJGJ brings. That's the swagger that he has coaxed out of Kirby Joseph and Aiden Hutchinson being mature, mature, er, more mature. That's why it's, that's why it's more mature because mature sounds stupid. Do you think Hutchinson winds up with a six interception season? I, I, three would be great, but I, I think he can get to 16.5 sacks this year. Yeah. That, that's not a stretch at all to me. I think that that can happen. I think you're going to see Aleem be that much better. I think the way that the linebackers mesh with the secondary and the upgraded secondary, the miscommunications, the, um, uh, the MAs that Dan talks about all the time and harps on. Yep. There's a lot. We saw a lot less MAs in practice, in joint practices. We saw it in practices. We saw it in the, in the preseason. There were a couple and they're still exploitable. Unfortunately, that, and they're 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 gonna have them, 
but the MAs that have dogged Aaron Glenn's defense, he seems to have a good idea of how to manage that and improve that and handle that, and I trusted him on that. Yep. And yep. Famous last words, I, I, I'll go down on that shit, man. I'm, not, I'm an AG supporter. I like what I've seen from what he's done this year with the players that he's got. He has not done a great job to this point. There's no doubt about that. I think he's a guy that is playing for his next contract, whether it's being the D.C. long-term in Detroit or a head coach somewhere else, or he's got to fall back and be a secondary coach or DB's coach and, and defensive quality control coach somewhere because it doesn't go well this year. I think A.G. knows that pretty well, and I'm not betting against that guy. Yep. I'm yep. not. Yep. I, I, what I about disagree. you? Where are you at? Where are you at? <sighs> I'm, it's funny because I'm a little bit more uh, bullish on the offense than you are. I'm just a little yeah. bit more bearish on the defense that you, than you are. I, 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 I love the idea of, of uh, the, the takeaways, the turnover battle and, and the team being that strong. I, you, you, you could be right. And this could be the difference in where they are. I just think like, look, the, the interceptions that Hutchinson got last year, we can't count on that. Right. Those are key clutch. I mean, my guy's a clutch cornerback. They right? don't play Aaron Rodgers this year. <laughs> like That's the one thing that nobody's talked about. Hutchinson could probably be like a third or four string corner for us if we needed it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I look. This defense is 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 much much improved, vastly yes, improved from where they are. It's a tough league. Everybody gets better in the off season. You know, I I, I would say I see them around fifteen. I see the Detroit Lions defense around okay. fifteen. Not 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 too far from where you are, Riz. And I I hope I hope you're right because I'm a, you know. We talked about a Vladdy was my guy on their wings for years. I've he's the one that taught me to Tired love to defense wrong. in every sport. It was it was Vladimir Konstantinov. Uh, I loved him and 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 Chris Spielman. Chris Spielman. I loved watching Spielman in the day. That was that's you know I talk about you talk about Billy Sims. You know we, he was our our first guy, both of us, right? When watching yes. the Lions, yes, he was. Barry was great, yeah. but Chris Spielman brought an element to the game that I didn't understand for a long time until I really saw and and and, and was able to embrace what a defense means for a team. I hope you're right. I would lo- I would love this team to be that defensive just behemoth, but I'm, I, I feel we're still. Still a little bit. We improved a lot, but I still think there's a little a little ways to go. But at 15, it's a team that still wins the division. That's my thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's yeah. do the prediction. <laughs> the final right. position in the division. Uh, Riz will go with you. I might have slipped on mine. Uh, what do you think, uh, Lions in the NFC Central? Oh, I'm sorry, NFC North. One numero uno. I agree. End of discussion. I agree. I agree. End of story. This is, it's, it's, I hate to say this because I always start to feel like the jinxie. By the same token, I'm not, I'm not superstitious. So I don't feel like nothing's, it, it, I'm actually jinxing, jinxing anything, but I'm, it's theirs to lose. It's the Detroit Lions division to lose this year. The Green Bay's in transition. I feel like Minnesota's peaked. They're going to take that last swing, but they've, they've got problems. They've got fundamental. Yeah. 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 Fundamental problems there. Um, Chicago on the rise. Chicago's definitely on the rise, but I just feel like they're about a year, year and a half 
behind where the lions are and they have to execute this year to actually establish that that's actually the case um i think they will but i think they have a shot at being number two in the division to be honest with you surprise a lot of people chicago's an interesting kind of team if they get a pass rush and they had none last year jaquan brisker their rookie safety was their leading sacker a year ago yeah and if justin fields can work with the receivers that he's got. And we've seen mixed bag out of that this summer. Uh, I think they could, I don't think they're going to come in last. Um, I don't, I, I do not know what to make of green Bay. I'll be honest about that. I like their defense, but their defense is kind of underachieved relative to his talent. Is that something that's going to persist? Jordan love. I don't know. It sounds like their young receivers are coming along nicely and that's, that's going to help. Yeah. Their offensive line peaked. I'm I'm a little concerned about their offensive line things. They're gonna be they're tough. They're they're a tough one. There are there are like four or five teams this year that I have no clue how they're gonna do. And the Packers are one of them. I think that the Packers' ceiling is ten wins. I think the Lions are comfortably above that. I th- now even now they could both finish ten and seven. I think the Lions would win the tiebreaker because they're gonna be Green Bay twice. That's, that's what we do. Minnesota is a team that I think they're they're perilous, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us in Lions Land like to think that it's all going to fall away. That all those one score games are all going to go the opposite direction. And, and last year was what eleven of them or ten yeah. of them, and this year they lose all ten. I don't think they're going to lose all ten. I think they might go four and six in those this year, and that's still. They're they're a dangerous team, but they're also precarious. Yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 interesting to see what they do. I mean, that's yeah. why they have to play the games, right? But this is yeah. this is now, Chica- Chicago could Chicago could fall flat, and a, sure. a four and thirteen season out of them wouldn't surprise me either. But I think they get the six or seven, just. They got they got so much better on offense. They really did. Yep. Got to you got to tip your cap to that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. So f- final position of the division. We'll get into the. That means um, playoff home game, Chris. Playoff home game. Well, let's do this. Still yeah. too early to predict win loss record. All right, Riz. We could go through all the teams. We've gone through the teams before after the draft. Let's yeah, kind of just sum it up with our – it's hard because it's still – why do I say it's still too early? It's still too early because not a team has played a game. It's so – like you are now still making predictions. You don't know. Like you talked about Chicago. They could be number two in the division. They could fall flat on their ass. They, they're they just – they're going to be an interesting watch this year. They are really going to be interesting to see what they do. It may be interesting to laugh at, or it might be interesting to be a little concerned about what they are as they grow and what they could become. Um, so still too early to record to, uh, to do, to predict win loss record for the Detroit lions. Here we are. You want me to go first. Yeah. I want you to go first. I think they will be Owen two and then finish 11 and six. Hmm. That's a little bit more specific, but I was at 11 and six also. 
We did not pre-plant. We did not pre-discuss this. <laughs> no, no. We we actually were going to do it a little bit different, but depending on the numbers. Um, that's yeah. that's really funny. I like look the O and two. That's not something I'm willing to put out there yet. I and I get. I totally understand where you're at. Like I don't disagree at all. They could absolutely be O and two. Seattle's a really really good team. Kansas City's a really really good team. They're hanging the banner right. But if you're going to meet Kansas City when they're hanging a banner. It's got to be week one, and week one is absolute fool's gold. It's a roll of the dice so many times. Now, I know Andy Reid is Mr. Magic Man week one. I get it, whatever. But anything can – you talk about any given Sunday. We're any given Thursday. Nobody's played yet. This is crazy time. Nobody's seen the Detroit Lions offense. There's no film. There's And 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 really nobody knows what, what Ben has planned. Um, additionally, Seattle, they're in Detroit. Right. They always play Detroit tough, but Detroit for both of these games is in, in Arrowhead. It's a really big game. It's a home opener in Detroit. These are times when the Lions stand up. We saw it last year against Green Bay. Uh, Gray made that uh, point earlier when he talked about they've already won this game. They did it in Green Bay. Green Bay was supposed to go to the playoffs. The Lions were out before they went in. They knew it. All the Green Bay had to do was beat the lowly Detroit Lions. And the Lions ran Aaron Rodgers out of the freaking division at the end of that game, at the end of the season. Took the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. They On the bright lights, on the big stage, right? They did that. They've won this game. They can do this. And then the home opener against Seattle. Sorry, it's anybody's money. It's again, it's almost as much chaos as week one, except you guys have gelled a little bit. You've gotten a little bit, to, you've gotten a little timing down. You've got a little bit more, I but you have all the juice. Losses. Those are the games I think they lose. Yeah, interesting. You have all the juice, all the juice. So while I don't disagree and I completely understand where you're coming from on the 0 and 2. I wouldn't be surprised if we win one of them. I would be surprised if we won we, both. We but could win both of them. Shit, if we won we both, could, dude. Chris, win both of them. And in that case, oh. so I, I would just say this. I, I know you don't like to be superstitious. So they are playing Thursday night. It's my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary <sighs> to my wife. It'll be Happy 20, anniversary. 27 years. Happy anniversary to your wife, Jeff. Next. You too. She will. She will see me for a good five minutes that day. Um, actually, no, she won't, we won't even see each other on that day because she's out of town this week. Um, <laughs> we are playing Seattle. That game is on my birthday. Lions aren't going to screw both of my September holidays. They can't. Oh. They wouldn't do that to me. No. I, I, I've earned it. So. I've earned it. Could, I've, earned, I've earned it, man. Oh man, I'm so I, for for me, I'm coming. So it's uh, whether it's your anniversary or not. The first game of the season is always a holiday, and the yeah. fact that it's the, the first game of the season has the Lions in it's an even better holiday. Uh, I'm coming yes. off of a uh, uh, a little getaway with my wife for our anniversary before the Seattle game, so they won't ruin your birthday. My return from my anniversary, Riz. There you go. That's the weekend. I'm in with that. I like it. Seattle's ours. Let's make that happen. That's a superstition I can get behind. <laughs> All right. We'll get on to the next topic here. Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs preview. Um, one of the things that's been railing through the chat big time, and I want I just want to start off with this. 
people have been talking about Gibbs taking the first, the, the opening kickoff, how that would flip people out. That would be something I want to say, Riz, did you see the Dave Fipp interview? Fipp did not answer who is going to take the opening kickoff of that game. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Gibbs. <laughs> like, like that's, that's like the words he said to me when he didn't say any words, right? Ah, there's a lot more to it than that. I think I go, okay, let me rewind to the game we played against the Rams. When we, we got the ball first, we got, I think we got a field goal. Um, it, yes. was, it was in LA, if you, if, if, if you remember way back. You were, you were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we went to kick off after our field goal, and we onside kicked the ball. We might have got a touchdown. I, don't, I think it was a field goal. We onside, nobody freaking expected it, right? And then Dan Campbell has run that kind of unpredictable everything since then. I'm not going to be surprised if Jameer Gibbs is back there for the opening kickoff. I, I just, it will not surprise me at all. I know a lot of people are afraid of uh, the, the idea of somebody getting injured. I know, but you can't play afraid. You can't play afraid of injury because you will get injured if you play afraid of injury. I know you put people in a little bit more of uh, a precarious position by putting them into special teams, especially skilled players like Gibbs. I kind of I can get behind this. I like the idea of this happening, and I feel like FIP was kind of telling us without telling us. But by the same thing, when they don't tell us, they make you think something, and then you outsmart yourself, and then all of a sudden it's it's Isaiah Bugs bugs getting the kickoff, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So interesting. Uh, I just want to start there. What do you think, man? What do you think? I. I don't, I don't know, man. Like they tried it so. I, I was actually going through the the Rolodex on my head. We saw fourteen different players cycle through as kick returners. So obviously, Justin Jackson retired. He's gone. Uh, uh, Chase Coda injured, gone. Like so, he's not. But I, I'm I'm willing to be surprised by it. I I can see. Antoine Green being that guy. Interesting. Taking it. Um, and then I'll, I'll go back to an earlier conversation that we had with Dave Fipp in Indianapolis um, when he was, or not, I'm sorry, it was after the draft, after they had drafted him. And he's like, I was really surprised that he never returned kicks before. <laughs> like, okay, file that one away. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting as far as like, yeah. Gibbs usage, I, I don't know, man. I, I think what we saw with the kick returns in the preseason was freaking magical. And we saw guys and it, and that, that were, we saw guys that were not, they were like, what is it? Like, I don't know who this guy is. Not that I don't know who he is, but it wasn't, they weren't primary guys, right? Yeah, yeah. They weren't primary guys that you expect to see wild returns from. And our, our special teams were doing hella blocking jobs and getting those guys out. They you put were. a guy, a ball in the hands of a guy like Gibbs it, with that kind of blocking and that kind of setup mm-hmm. on the special teams on a, on a kick return, mm-hmm. dude, he takes it to the house. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I love it. I like the idea. Mate, mate. I like the idea. I just say it that way. <laughs> well, we're going to see some things. I think, I do think that Gibbs is probably not going to, take handoffs as often as some people expect him to, which means of course he's going to get 30. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, <laughs> James Houston Memorial. Yeah. I think I think you're gonna see I think you're gonna see like a three point five to two split in handoffs to David Montgomery over Jameer Gibbs. Um that's like I'm not good at math. That's the ratio that I came up with in my head. <laughs> I don't know how that extrapolates over the course of a season. I'm not a math guy, but I, I kind of see it. It's like not double, but not far from double. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'll, I'll channel Ash. Does that make sense? <laughs> Got to say it in Canadian, though. Does that make sense? <laughs> eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought about it. I had nothing. Oh, I usually do pretty good. Yeah, oh, he's good. Uh, all right, so there we go. We, we started with the special teams for the preview of the Chiefs game and the Lions game, opening game of the NFL season. That is an interesting little way to kick it off. Um, what do you see? What's the, what, what are some of the key metrics we're looking at here, Riz? You have got to keep Patrick Mahomes from getting into third and short. That means you've got to stop the run. That's first down runs. Again, the Lions were actually pretty good at stopping the run on first down, especially if you omit the Carolina game. Not the Carolina game, they gave up, I think it was 10.1 yards on first down. Obviously, you're going to lose if you do that. But around that, they were actually pretty good at it. I think that's going to be a big key. I think, I think you are going to see some offense. that like You're going to see some points from both teams. And I, I expect it to be... I expect both teams to score three touchdowns, a couple field goals, you know, scoring on half your drives, and then it's then it's you know who's kicking field goals and scoring touchdowns. So I, I think yeah, I, uh, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are not afraid of the pass, and I think that might be to their detriment in this in in this game against the Lions. Because they're looking at Monty, they're looking at Gibbs. They're they're saying we've got to stop the run. The Detroit Lions were le- leaned on the run pretty hard last year. They used it to set up. They very a little bit old school. It felt like, but it, it wasn't an old school offense. But they leaned on the run to set up the rest of the game. hundred percent. That's what they did. They they love to use the play action out of that. Um, and I think that they believe in KC that they've got the pass game locked and that it is really a stop the runs to stop the Lions kind of a game. And th- this will be telling because I think this puts our offense, which is a strength, against their defense, which is a strength, and their run defense, although they're going to be short a couple guys. Maybe Jones isn't there. That's If he's not there, that's that's an interesting uh, you know wrinkle to in the Lions' favor. But I, 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 this is this is where the game lies. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to Patrick Mahomes. He's going to do his thing. Our defense has to be strong, but I think how our offense performs against that defense will really outline. And I think what we're going to find is, as you said, we cannot get in third and short. We are going to focus on the run as well. This is not going to be the Rams chiefs game of ages of, 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 no. of lore, right? This is going to be, I feel like a bit, lo- if, if this game plays out, like I think it will, and that these teams are at the, where I think they are. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game, 25 points, 21 points, somewhere in that range, right? A lower scoring game that moves a, a lot slower than that game did, but there's going to be a lot of dirt kicking up 
And I think the Lions are going to have some opportunities with the Amon Ra's, with the Laporta's uh, and, 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 and Khalif, right? You're going to see some real opportunities with, with those guys uh, and, and to get the ball because the, uh, the, the Chiefs are so focused on stopping the run. Gibbs is a real wild player and what you could do with that as well. You talk about screens to, to beat the blitz, right? Okay, that's cool. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see, but I think that's where the the, the key point of yeah. of context is going to be in the game. And I I agree with you on that. I think I think Kansas City's secondary is good. They're somewhat anonymous, but they're good, and yeah. they play well together. They they are better as the sum of their parts than they are as individuals. And I think that's that's a testament to their their coaching staff. Steve Spagnuolo is is always done that with his defenses. I do think you're going to get some chances at at getting a three and out or a takeaway or something like that, and that that's going to be critical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, converting, convert, uh, what, uh, getting into like the 35 yard line. Let's say you've got third and six at the Chiefs 35, and they've got third and six at our 35. Yep, yep. Can we match them? Can we get a touchdown out of it? Can we get a conversion out of that and keep the drive going? Can we keep them from scoring there? Can we force Harrison Bucker to come out and kick a 53-yard field goal? Will he make it? Will they force us to bring Riley Patterson out if if they even want to try that? And because that's that's kind of out of his range. Like I think those are the little flex points in the game that I'm going to be watching as keys for it. Uh, that's... Stopping their their weaponry and the way that it's conceived together as a team built yeah. with the speed on the outside, with the the shiftiness in the slot, with with Kelsey being uncoverable. Kelsey, man, he's awesome. Yep. He's awesome. Yep. Isaiah Pacheco can he can do some things out of the backfield. He's good. Um, again, just because you hadn't heard of him before the draft, I mean, he's not good. He he can play. Yep. He's a lot better than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They took in the first round. Um, yeah, there's, I think it's going to be, you know, that 20, I think both teams score in the twenties and, uh, I think the, the line is what, six and a half. I want to say the Chiefs. I I feel pretty good about the Lions covering. I don't feel so good about them winning. (laughs) I mean, I already said, I think they're going 0-2. Uh, so obviously, you know, where my, my line is, but I I think they're, if I were to bet on this game, I would bet the under and I would bet the Lions to cover the 6.5. Yep. Yeah. You are a betting man, Chris. Would you what bets would you make on this? I took the money line in the Lions. I but when I bet on the Lions it's 100% emotion. I <laughs> just telling you right now. <laughs> it's it's you know. there's no smart betting, right? And and I've yeah. talked to you about the I'm I'm the cheapest bet better out there right <laughs> um I'm 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 ahead. I've I've played on the same deposit for I think I'm going into my third year now. <laughs> uh, the, the same initial deposit, and I'm ahead, and I'm ahead. Um, I, I, it's just I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm great at it. It's just my my the way I do it is the way I do it, right? Um, and this is this is the, uh, when it's the Lions. It's always emotion. I I, I know it's going to be throwaway money. It just is. That's just the way it is. But it makes it fun. So uh, that's that. Um, 
All right. So we, we talk about that. We look at that. What else do we have? Anything else that we want to talk about with uh, the preview things to look at Riz with the lions and uh, this, this game they're facing with the Kansas city chiefs. I do think I'm, I'm curious. I, I I've said that I think Khalif gets a big boost with JMO being out. I how much they choose the wide receivers. And this is a situation again, Casey's secondary is solid. They're good. Their linebackers mesh well with them, too. It's one of the things that I'm looking for with the Lions as to how well that meshing goes on because the Chiefs stress the bleep out of that. That's what they're really good at on offense <laughs> because they stretch the field so much vertically. Yep. And that's that's a challenge. Uh, I do, I'm do. i curious as to how much Laporta and Gibbs get right off the bat. And it's something that I – I wrote about a little bit at, at, at Lions Wire this morning about my, my biggest fears for the season. And one of them is being so heavily reliant on rookies in key, key contributing spots on offense. And it's not that I'm not that I don't think that they're capable, but I, it's hard to trust that until you yeah. see it, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. And it's, I, it's I, an I, I wonder, I wonder about that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an unknown. And, and the, the chiefs have a lot fewer unknowns, even without Chris Jones, being up front, and it doesn't sound like he's going to play. I'll tell you, it doesn't sound like he's he's he did not practice again. It, Mahomes made a comment where like we're going to roll with the guys that are here and want to be here, mm-hmm. and that to me is saying that Chris Jones isn't playing this week. Yep, um, yep. Hopefully, he comes back very soon <laughs> thereafter because he's great. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, all pro, fifteen point five sacks last year. Uh, he's Damn good. They're gonna they're gonna miss him. But they're not they are not bereft of talent. Obviously they won the Super Bowl. It, they're one, a great team. I'll tell you one of the other keys is, and this is this is so important. It's it's easier said than done, but don't fall behind early against this team. If you get behind yes. early, you are going to be in for a long slog. You don't want to be playing throw ball against <laughs> against that team. You just don't. You, you you want you want to run your offense and you don't want to 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 have to get into this catch up uh, state. So um, that's that's it's going to be a fun game, man. Football's back, no matter what happens. Honestly, the Lions can't lose. They're not expected to win. They're getting a lot of hype, and and part of that is the NFL trying to just get the ratings on the opening game of the season, make it as big as they can. Uh, so we understand that. We also know that the Detroit Lions are not the old Detroit Lions. They are a a, a different team right now. Now, and, and what they did against the, the Packers is something they could absolutely do here. If any team has a chance right now, it is definitely the Detroit Lions. So anxious to see this. We lose the game. I don't think we really lost anything out of it. We lost. We got a. We got a loss on a record. That sucks, right? Week one. Nah, that sucks. You have ten days. Ten days of the the losers telling you, see, it's the same shit. The whole thing, right? And then you play Seattle. Ugh, and God, if, if you if you're yeah, oh I know. And if you're right, and we go zero and two against these teams, you're talking about was it two and a half weeks of just the lamentations, and then. I just, I don't even know, bro. Um, so the hope against hope, yeah. I'm going to tell folks, listen to our show. I think uh, I, I just don't abandon hope. You saw what they did the last bunch of games last year. We're playing the two toughest teams we play all year. The first two games of the season do not lose hope. And if we win, 
buckle up, baby. <laughs> buckle up hard because it is going hard. And I think you can loosen the chin strap on the foil hat and put it away. Uh, I the, the whole officiating thing, we saw that at the end of the preseason. The timeline shifted. Uh, the Panthers got nicked on yes. the play. The fumble out of bounds into yes, the end zone. We got the ball back. Let's just say water under the bridge, officials. We know things are going to go right from now on. Let's just hang up those tinfoil hats for now, and let's just go with the season and 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 run a train on the rest of the NFL because this team this team can do it, even if they were to go zero and two. Oh, was that too much? <laughs> Please like. You're and not subscribe. talking about tickets to ride. <laughs> <laughs> Please like Three and subscribe. Level. We ask once per show. Hit the like button if you haven't. That's a great way to help us get found by other people and give us a little bit of love for watching and spending time with us. Also, the subscribe button lets you get in the live chat. Also, uh, gets you notifications when our stuff goes live. We got some great stuff with our daily. Uh, daily show back on track tomorrow with Ash. We've got uh, Zach coming out with his work and uh, his uh, studs and duds. We've got um, uh, Chris. Or sorry, Chris, that's me. We've got Scott and Russell Brown, uh, Scott Bischoff, yeah, Russell Brown you. coming out. We've, we've, we, there's so much content flying out. Uh, just w- one thing quickly. <laughs> It's not enough, Chris. I need more. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the there's there's tons and tons of we're not <laughs> we're not gonna do a post game show this week after the Chiefs game. It's late. I'm actually on the road. Um, it's kind of it's kind of gonna be really really tough to do late on the road, flying out early the next morning. It's gonna be a. You can expect videos though. I think Riz might do a reaction video. I will definitely do a reaction video and the daily DLP will be up the next day. It'll be a slightly, slightly later than the first thing in the morning launch, but we'll get that out there as well. We'll have all kinds of content for you after the game and the day and the two days following. Um, and, and we're back on the ride, man. It is, it is going to be a wild ride here at DLP. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you guys. And I'm not saying to forgive the officials, but just look forward. Don't look back. Don't worry. Show me on the doll. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to call it a show. And by calling it a show, we're going to move on. Here. All right. We're going to say thank you for joining us. Remember, don't forget about the Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And you get access to the Slack chat. If you were to do as little as $5 a month on the donation page. You can get access. It's a good time. Uh, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast access to the Slack chat with $5 a month donation. It's a great time. Great people. You've got your great stuff on the gambling channel there. You've got a fantasy channel. You've got all kinds of great channels, 400 and some people there. It's a good time. Great stuff. Hang out and uh, join the chat. Also follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. Tickety Tockety. We're at DET Lions Pod. We're Detroit Lions Podcast on the threads. Also give us a call on Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast on one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us in the Lions line at 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast because if you see Riz's face, he is coming in your ears automatically right now because of the people that did that. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Thank you all for joining. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. 
pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.